0: Good afternoon, Turks and uh, Caicos, or oh, I should say good evening. <laughs> well, the sun is still up, so it makes us feel like it's afternoon, but really it's in the evening now. I want to welcome all of you to, should I call this the special edition of uh, Expressions? It is the very first that we're experimenting with on a Monday evening, 6.30 to 8.30. Our show will continue on Wednesday and Fridays at the usual time. We've done this for many of you who are now just leaving work and others who may be home relaxing. So you can hear us sitting in your living room or lying in bed, whichever way it is. So welcome to Expressions. It's a very hot evening, and I tell you, I'm hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Uh, Like Usain Bolt on the block, ready for his sprint. Or like the horse at the gate, ready for his race. I am ready for expressions on this Monday evening. Are you ready, Turks and Caicos? I hope you are. So let me welcome you wherever you are throughout the Turks and Caicos Islands, whether you're over there on Amagris Keys or West Caicos, whether you're down there in Providenciales or over on Pine Key and Parrot Key, The Twin Islands of North and Middle Caicos, or if you're down on the Big South, here in the nation's capital, Grand Turk, or over in Salt Key. Welcome. I hope you will enjoy this show tonight, and I hope you will participate. You see, we are going to gauge the participation, and that will determine whether we continue on a Monday night or whether we revert to Monday 10 to 12, like we have been doing before. But before we get down to other matters, let us begin with a word of prayer. Let us pray. As we pray, I request that those of you who pray along with me, pray for those who are mourning the loss of their loved ones. And this evening, I think, especially of the family of the late Aubrey Forbes, originally from Middle Caicos, but has been a resident in South Caicos for many, many years. We pray also for those who are bedridden with various complaints. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this evening. At this moment, we reflect on the life of the late Aubrey Forbes, a gentleman who has had many changes in life and who, for the later part of his life, dedicated his life to God. He has been ill for some time, and you have seen fit to call him home. We pray that you would comfort his family as they grieve. Help us that we would always lend a helping hand to one another, even if only by greeting a brother or a sister and wishing him or her our heartfelt sympathies. And so tonight, we pray that you would strengthen and bless that family. There are others who, because of old age and other inflictions, are bedridden. We pray, dear Lord, that you'd bring some comfort to them. And for many of our restless youths, we pray that they will turn to a new direction. We pray for our country, our new governor, our government. Pray, dear Father, that they would always put the interests of this little country ahead of their personal desires. Bless us and help us all to do good in your dear Son's name, we pray, amen, amen. Well, you may wonder, what do I have in store for you? The focus this afternoon or this evening will be on the subject of political independence. Political independence. And I do so against a backdrop that just a few days ago, the United States of America... Celebrated their independence on the 4th of July. And even as I speak, the Bahamas is celebrating their 50th anniversary. Congratulations again to all of the Americans and uh, those who are living within our shores in particular. And to all the Bahamians in the Bahamas as well as here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. And so, against that background, bearing in mind, like I said on a previous show, in some way the Turks and Caicos Islands aided both countries in their march to political independence. It was our salt that fed the revolutionary troops, preserving their meats as they fought for independence. And like I mentioned, royalties from our salt beefed up the Bahamian economy to the tune of some 25% of their total revenue. And then you do know that in the 60s, after the collapse of the salt industry, and uh, particularly after the bases closed, too, many, many Turks and Caicos Islanders left for the Bahamas. I know in the Caicos Islands, virtually every family would have had a relative who had spent some time in the Bahamas. I knew at one stage when my late father... And uh, four of his sons were there. And even until now, two of my sisters are still there. In the early years, many of the Turks and Caicos Islanders not only worked in the pine yards and in the salt industry in Inagua when that came on, but many of our folks who were teachers and held various other positions in the Bahamas. So yes, indeed, we played our role. And so I want you to follow me as I take a little walk through history. And then afterwards, I am going to use a centerpiece of our discussion, an article written by Titus DeBoer, who was born in Hamburg but spent a lot of time in the West Indies and has certainly spent a whole lot of time in the Turks and Caicos because I first met him somewhere in the 80s, early 90s in Providenciales. Since then, he's been spending a lot of time in Salt Key and here in Grand Turk. Titus, I hope you are listening, and I thank you for your permission for me to use your piece that was recently published in one of our newspapers as a centerpiece for our discussion. But by way of background, there was a time when it was said that Britannia ruled the ways. It was also said that the sun never set on the British Empire. I don't know if many of you have stopped to think what that meant. Well, as you know, we say the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Well, geographically, when some countries in the east are having night or nightfall, those in the far west still having day. Hence the idea of the sun never setting. And uh, Britain had colonies all over the world, in Asia, Africa, could you imagine Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and uh, a number of islands in the Caribbean, some I will mention in a minute. And as far flung as way down in the Falkland Islands. However, many of the countries fought and gained their political independence. Many were inspired by African leaders, and I'm referring to many countries here in the Caribbean, and by Mahatma Gandhi in India, and other great leaders. History would have it recorded that Ghana became the first independent African nation in 19. 57 However Liberia was independent from way back in 1847 being founded by freed slaves Now many of the African and West Indian leaders studied in the United Kingdom, Dr. Bush of Ghana, for instance, Norman Manley of Jamaica, the Forbes Burnham of Guyana, the Errol, Errol Barrow of Trinidad, sorry, of Barbados, Dr. Errol Williams of Trinidad and Tobago. And the list goes on, including the late Salindon pinling of Jamaica. Sorry, of the Bahamas. Where is my mind this evening? Of the Bahamas. Well, you know, pinling has a Jamaican connection, but I'm not going down that street tonight. And so many, like the songs say, were catching feelings. They caught that fire, that warmth, that was spreading through Africa and elsewhere. And so many of those young individuals who have studied in the United Kingdom returned to their respective islands and countries and uh, began the move towards political independence. And as you would know, Jamaica was the first, after the breaking up of the West Indies, Jamaica, and Trinidad in 1962. Followed by Barbados and Guyana in 1966. The Bahamas, our next-door neighbor, gained their independence in 1973 under the leadership of the late Sir Lyndon Penling. Now, what I want you to notice, each step of the way, history has had its way of unearthing the leader for the moment. It was Dr. Busher in Ghana, Certainly, Premier Norman Manley staged the fight for political independence for Jamaica but never succeeded in becoming prime minister as his cousin, Sir Alexander Bustamante, though in no way as academically Competent, but nevertheless street smart and um, charismatic, led Jamaica into independence. In the case of Guyana, there were two, should I call it, battling leaders at the time, Shetty Jagan and Forbes Burnham who started the walk together, but eventually issues came between them. Because mind you, it's interesting, because there was a similar thing in Jamaica with Buster and Manly being cousins, and even when Buster was in prison, his cousin Norman looked after his union. But anyway, we can talk more about that on another occasion. But it was Forbes Burnham who became the father of the nation leading Guyana into independence and then later on into republican status in Trinidad and Tobago Dr Eric Williams that great historian he was the one who led Trinidad into political independence And in Barbados, it was that brilliant barrister, Errol Barrow. In the case of the Bahamas, it was again that lawyer, Sir Lyndon O. Pinling. And he went on to leave the Bahamas for some 25 years. Now, you would have noticed. That in many ways, those Caribbean islands that became independent sort of got the inspiration from struggles elsewhere, one after the other. Here in the Turks and Caicos Islands, we are not yet independent. But our early leaders were strongly or greatly influenced by what happened in the Bahamas. For instance, the most honorable J.A.G.S. McCartney, our country's only national hero, spent considerable time in the Bahamas where he got involved in the labor movement organizing demonstrations on behalf of the workers and watching Bahamas's progress and move to political independence. Likewise, the late Honorable Louis S. was there. Honorable Oswald Skippings spent some time in Jamaica after its political independence, and no doubt, perhaps gained some fervor from that. I, though least among the apostles, did spend 10 years in Jamaica, and that's where I got my political groundings. Things did not turn out the way I wanted it to be, because having lived there for 10 years, I had that dream of coming back home, forming the first political party with fellows like the late Alpheus Gardiner, Harold Taylor, Leo Selva, and a few others whom I knew at Baiko College. But lo and behold, when I came home in 7 to 5, the political parties were already formed. So I figured there was no need to reinvent the wheels. I looked through my, should I call it, disorganized archives, but I didn't find it. But I will share it with you on another occasion because I had copies of the speeches made by the Most Honorable J.A.G.S. McCartney in the Legislative Council when he was a proponent of political independence for Turks and Caicos Islands. And I also had a copy of the speech that the Honorable Norman Saunders made. Because whereas Jakes, as leader of the PDM, being frustrated with the status quo <clears throat> and the failing to get full internal self-government unconditionally, he decided to accept the British proposals, which had he won lived rather and won the elections in 1980 would have seen us move to political independence within three years. Saunders and uh, the PNO at that time, while not opposing political independence in principle, felt that the emphasis should have been, on economic independence, if that could be achieved. But, of course, the rest is history because of the unfortunate death of the Most Honorable G. G. S. McCartney in New Jersey in 1980. That dream, if anything, was delayed. And Honorable Skippings and the PDM did not pursue political independence as Jags had planned. And so, here we are today. As I said earlier, I am going to read as background an article written by Titus Deboer. I believe he has Turks and Caicos status. He's been here so dog and long. If he didn't have it, I think he deserves it. He's quite a gentleman. And uh, one who has immersed himself in the life of Turks and Caicos Islands. And... Uh, in many ways, championed the cause of Saul Key and the Turks in Caicos Islands. And so it's caption: the buck stopped here. Thoughts about the arrival of the 16th UK governor. And uh, like I said earlier on, I am doing this also against the backdrop because some of you might say, well, hey, There are many other issues why I talk political independence. Well, the leader of the opposition, in welcoming the governor, called for political independence for the Turks and Caicos. Therefore, I think it's timely that we discuss that subject. On Wednesday, God Spears Life, I hope to devote quite a bit of time to the amendment of the Immigration Ordinance. But as far as possible, let's deal with this matter of political independence. It is indeed pretty hot from morning through to sunset. And so before I read this article, I'm going to ask my (coughs) lady technical operator this afternoon or this evening to pull up an old song. feeling hot 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 are you hot am i hot let's go with it my dear Yes, it's really getting hot. The summer is hot. We're recording some of the hottest time worldwide uh, right now, I tell you. Anyway, so here I go. Let me read this article by Titus DeBoer, entitled, The Box Stops Here, Thoughts About the Arrival of the 16th UK Governor. Here we go again with the departure of the Instagram Governor and after a brief and very productive three-month interregnum of a native-born acting governor, Anya Williams. There arrived, on the 28th June 2023, the 16th governor of the Turks and Caicos Islands, Her Excellency Delaney Daniel Selvaratnam. After being sworn in and introduced to a select few at a cocktail reception, on the evening of the 29th June, the new governor wasted no time and headed to Salt Key on July 1, much to the delight of its residents. Judging from the mood music, the visit to the charmed isle appears to have gone well. It is still too early to determine the effectiveness and competence of the new governor. Time will be the ultimate judge. As the 12th governor... I have witnessed in this role, it is fair to say that some of her predecessors outshone others. While some viewed their time in the TCI as a pre-retirement posting, others genuinely aimed to make a difference. Out of the 11 governors I have personally met and interacted with, a few were agreeable and competent individuals but none struck me as truly brilliant. Nevertheless, it is important to acknowledge that this posting is in Grand Turk TCI, not Beijing, New Delhi, or Washington, D.C. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In September 2022, with the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, a group photo is taken at Waterloo, the governor's official residence in the nation's capital, Grand Turk. In the front row stands the Instagram governor, Nigel Dakin, proudly displaying a collection of medals on his chest and flanked by the deputy governor and the attorney general. Partially hidden in the second row, one can make out the country's elected leader, the Honorable Premier Charles Washington Mizzick. Some may be tempted to say, who cares? Or assume that the premier's position in the second row was a gesture of politeness. To me, this photo speaks volumes, conveying the clear and unmistakable message, here's who is in charge, and don't you dare forget it. Naturally, one cannot argue with the Constitution on this matter. The truth is, the ultimate responsibility lies with the governor, who presides over cabinet meetings of the elected government, oversees foreign affairs and defense matters, and holds reserve powers. The proverbial box stops here. She is the person in charge, plain and simple. It is worth noting that ongoing discussions with the UK about constitutional reform may seem like a well-intentioned gesture by the mother country, but I, wouldn't, but I wouldn't peg too much hope for substantial change on this front. If at this point, dear reader, you have a sneaking, sneaking suspicion that I regard the current system as seriously flawed and one that is holding us back, you are right. I do. And more than that, I firmly believe that eventual independence for these islands is an inevitability. It is evident that a mere 800-word column cannot offer a comprehensive analysis of why. In 2023, the country has not yet achieved full independence. That is a matter for others to debate and ultimately decide upon. However, I believe it is essential to engage in a national conversation and pose the necessary questions. Are we, as many argue, all those years ago when I first moved here, still not ready for independence? And if we are, when can we realistically achieve this goal? Five years? Ten years? Longer? Will there be a day when the elected head of the government will chair a cabinet meeting rather than yet another UK official appointed by faceless men in grey suits ensconced in their ivory towers in Whitehall? Will there be a clearly defined Turks and Caicos Island's citizenship and national identity? I certainly hope so. And I think we are ready for it. Internationally, the Turks and Caicos Islands with a triple B-plus rated economy can boast a GDP that finds itself among the top 20 in the world. While admittedly a small country in size, it is larger than Bahrain, Andorra, Singapore, Licentia, and uh, Monaco, amongst others. And TCI's population outnumbers that of dozens of territories and independent countries. And yet, despite these undeniable statistics and the fact that in 2020 the United Nations General Assembly adopted Resolution 75-123, declaring the period 2021-2023 to the fourth international decade of the eradication of colonialism, The Turks and Caicos Islands remain one of the 17 territories on the globe the UN refers to as non-self-governing territories. It begs the question, why? The recurring response to this question will get repeatedly, particularly from expats in Providenciales. Let me read that over. The recurring response to this question you will get repeatedly, particularly from expats and providentials, is often, if this place goes independence, then everyone will leave. I beg to differ. If your loyalty to a country is contingent upon holding, on upholding an imperfect colonial system, perhaps it's best for you to leave. Wow. Powerful. Before I open the line for a conversation, like Titus Thibault has said, and we really need to have a conversation, I'm going to ask my technical operator to pull up something nice by our songbird, and let's cool down the pace, as some of you may heat it up later on in your calls. Unfortunately, I cannot be two places at the same time, and having scheduled... This program, there was no way of me postponing it, but I see that there is the discussion going on at the Victoria Public Library about the use of the library and its grounds. Of course, I see more empty chairs than people. Shame on you, Grand Turk. Many of you have lots of mouth around the bars and the clubs and everywhere else. Tearing down, this isn't good, this isn't happening, that isn't happening. Get your backside out and participate in meaningful discussion. It is your library. You ought to be able to go and make your contribution as to what you think should happen. Because otherwise, when the politicians make their decisions, then don't grumble. I have to constantly remind you, Grand Turk, about that lackadaisical attitude. That many of you have. And it's interesting, as I talk about a lackadaisical attitude, on the other hand, I'm talking about political independence. Wow. Anyway, let the music do the talking right now.
1: Without a sail, you're drawn to our shore. By spy from home. Supported by two flamingos. This is our coat of all. This is my island land that I love. Jerks and cakes, let from above. Preserve its beauty, let it remain. It's our treasure. Our name face is my island land that I love. Jerks and cake let from above. This my island yeah. This is my island that I love. Turks and cacos let's from above. Preserve its beauty, let it remain. It's our treasure. Our name, this is my island that I love. Turks and cacos, let's from above.
0: This is my island, land that I love. I'm going to open up the phone's lines right now, and uh, the number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. 2222 7 What are your thoughts on the call by the leader of the opposition for political independence for the Turks and Caicos Islands? Are you prepared to follow him? Are you prepared to answer his call? You see... It certainly will take charismatic leaders to propel us towards political independence. Are you prepared to heed his call? What do you think of the article by Titus DeBoer? I want your comments before I get to give you yours. And by the way, I would like as many of you to call in and tell us what you think about the idea of changing the Monday 10 o'clock show to 6.30 to 8.30 Monday evenings. The number to call is 1900 22 007. Of course, schools are on holiday, so all teachers at home feel free to join in the conversation. Uh, the work day is ended, so civil servants, you are at home, even casual workers, you are at home. Uh, most construction workers are at home. Some of you involved, of course, in the hospitality de- industry, you are still out and about. And um, we have our first call for the evening. Caller, welcome to Expression on this first Monday evening show. Caller, are you there? Seem like we have lost that one. Please call back. Your call is very important to us. one 900 22-22-007. twenty two twenty two zero zero seven we're discussing the matter of political independence. I've riddled off a number of Caribbean countries that have gone into independence. Some have gone into republican status, like Guyana, like Trinidad, like the island of Dominica, and like Barbados, quite recently, and Jamaica is talking about the same. And uh, so is the Bahamas. Well, Jamaica is actually taking certain changes, uh, constitutional changes, through their parliament. So I would imagine that will soon be a done deal. They are ridding themselves of the British monarchy as head of their government. And well, hopefully, too, because it doesn't make any sense, in my view, to shed yourself of the colonial uh, yoke uh, while still holding on to the British Privy Council as your final Court of Appeal? Well, we shall see how that happens. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty-two twenty-two zero zero seven. 7 Your calls are important. Let us know what you think about shifting to the Monday evening show while you speak also about the matter of independence. Go ahead, Carl. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening. Nice to have an evening show.
2: It's nice to have it for a change, you know what I mean? Some people could hear what uh, is really going on in the country, those who are at work and couldn't turn their radios on. So I, I said keep it up. All right. Thank you. I believe that if Michael Mizzik was still in power, we would have been on the road to independence. Because basically while he was there, his whole pursuit was, that's how we get the national song. I mean, we had it before, but that's how we get singing it publicly before every event and everything like that. You know, I listen to Miles Monroe, and Miles Monroe said, so there's always the Moses. All right, and Moses might have his flaws, but at the end of the day, is Moses, you understand? And I think also that that's why the problems um, were, 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 were were yoked upon him more than they had. I believe that he was there, we'd have been on the road to independence. I don't, the Bahamas is a great example, all right, because the Bahamas went to independence with Sun, San and Sea. Look at them 50 years later. It's not. They're not in a terrible position, all right? As they, in, 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 Although we're in an envious position, it's tough when you can't get crown land, right? And it's tough that every time you make a mistake, your constitution is suspended for people who are not elected. It's for time we mature out that and grab our own bucket. And go. you understand what I'm saying fifty on the road. None of us may be here, but it'll be like when Lloyd, when my old man them say so he, he wasn't going under the Bahamas and Jamaica when they went independent. I so thought that was a bad decision, but today we say it's good. But I feel that it's time we prepare ourselves to get on our own. All right, that's my opinion.
0: All right, uh, happy independent Bahamas. Thank you very much. Now, I don't think that many in the Caicos Islands felt that when persons like your dad and those decided that we should not go with Jamaica or the Bahamas into political independence, I don't think they thought it was a bad idea. There was a split between the Caicos officials and the Grand Turk officials on that matter. But anyway, I will not go down that road this evening. Because so often, when I go there, people think I'm trying to divide us like you have that twenty two miles Columbus passage. I am not a divider, I am a uniter. However, I am a student of history. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven good evening, Jonathan. Good evening, Bubblegum and Michael and mice. Good evening, Herbert and Cecil and George. Others of you are sitting and sipping Kool-Aid or drinking water, or whatever it is. Hey, here's your opportunity. Call in. Let me hear what you think of the idea of having this Monday evening show instead of Monday morning. Remembering, though, that the Wednesday and Friday shows continue as usual. I need to hear your voices, all right? But at the same time, the substantive subject that we are discussing is that of political independence for the Turks and Caicos Islands. It would be nice, Honorable Leader of the Opposition, you sort of led the charge in welcoming the governor. Call for it. Let's hear your views. Don't just call for it. Tell us what you plan to do. How are you going to take us there? Honorable Premier, you may be busy. Um, I don't know what's up, but you have... 14 of you, how about some of your members calling in? Is there a gag order on them? Sometimes I wonder why there is that sound of silence among so many of them. Occasionally, I will see one or two of them popping and uh, in looking at the show. Uh, one thing in parliamentary uh, practices, backbenches have no gag orders no matter what. They can speak their mind without any serious repercussion. In other words, if they're not in cabinet, they cannot. How can you be fired from where you you're not sitting? <laughs> All right. Uh, collective responsibility doesn't extend to uh, backbenchers. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. How many of you are prepared to answer the call of the leader of the opposition? to go into independence? Or is he just taking a lonely stroll? Come on, Turks and Caicos Islands. This is a very, very important matter. Let me hear your views on this Monday evening. You young people who are always saying... There is a need for the senior to step aside, step aside for the younger ones to take over. Where is your voice? How can you be chosen if no one hears your voice, if no one knows what you're thinking? If you think it's gonna be handed to you on a platter, you're making a damn mistake. It has to be something that you want and want it badly. you've got to be able to go for it. The number to call is 1-900-2222-007. Others of you who may not want to call, you may text me, 244-7332. Uh, good evening to the Honorable Ruth Blackman. I don't know if she's viewing the program right now. She tends to listen regularly. Uh, Good evening to the Honorable Jamaica Williams. She tends to watch the program quite often. It would be nice if she could get many of her other colleagues, particularly those backbenchers, not only to watch, but to participate. And, of course as they sharpen their skills and increase their knowledge politically, there is indeed a fair bit that they can gain from listening to expressions. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. 2222 7 I want to hear from you. How do you feel about the Monday evening program in contrast to the Monday morning? I am not getting much of a response. Is it that many of you are tuned in to the discussion on the library? And it's Potential usage. But here is a very, very important subject before you. The matter of political independence for the Turks and Caicos Islands. Is it a subject that you're not interested in? Are we still in the same position that we were in Back in the 80s, when the matter was being debated, when the then PNO leader said that the emphasis should have been on economic advancement as opposed to political independence, what is your view? Turks and Caicos, there must be a few brilliant persons out there With some idea, caller, go right ahead. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. If you would just turn down whatever radio in the back, that would be great. But other than that, I'm hearing you good. Go ahead. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, very well.
3: A little history. I can remember in 1980 fairly well uh, that most of the expatriates, especially English at that time, they were go on home and locals were will, will put in their place by the Honorable Jake McCartney. And for some reason, I'm almost sure that Honorable J.H. McCartney uh, didn't just be in an accident or accident with COVID. Now, with that, uh, that history, So, we can't do anything about it other than move forward. But independence, honorable call, is something we need to do. And we need to do it quickly. My opinion is that we should have been independent long ago. But being in my 70s, maybe. When other people come, unless I'm going to still live this hundred years promised to me by myself, hmm. then I'll be around. But definitely the leader of the opposition is on a right mind channel. And we need to talk more about it. Honorable Hall, and we need to make the people understand that if we can't take care of ourselves we can't rule ourselves and we have to make just far all this money I gotta say to come in and lead us
0: and something is truly wrong with us but before you go Charlie I want to ask you a question. You just but said that you don't believe Jakes's death was an accident. So, are you saying that he was taken out? And if so, do you believe he was taken out by some foreign powers or local powers? What is it? What are your thoughts? Personally...
3: Uh, What I said, I believe that he was taken out. That's my own personal. But I don't have any proof, so I don't want to say any other things. Maybe you have other people
0: who know more than me about it. No, but you see, the fact that you said it, you must have some basis upon which you said it. It's not just, is it just a gut feeling and that's all? And that's why I ask whether you think it was some foreign element or local element that may have. And I'm not it's trying so to be. And I'm not trying uh, to be mischievous I at all.
3: It was more foreign
0: than local. Okay. All right. And how how do you feel about the idea of having the Monday evening show as opposed to Monday morning?
3: Well, to me, it don't make any difference when you, I should say, retired and ain't got to get out of your bed to go to work, <laughs> work or, I see. or in the evening you relax and you could, so in the morning or in the evening, it's still okay with
0: me. It's almost like the song, every day will be like a holiday, Hey. Eh? <laughs> yeah. All right. If you have any other contribution to make, go ahead. Otherwise, thanks very much. Yeah, well,
3: uh, like I said, those times, I really thought that the dream, Honorable Jake's McCartney dream would uh, cap on, but it seems that the people didn't want it. And Instead of the foreigners uh, being leave, I should say, leaving the country instead of being letting the foreigners go after they train locals to take their position, all we did was bring them back. So that is what the country wanted. And at this time we loaded. And
0: I think we have more foreigners in this country now than locals. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, there is no doubt we are outnumbered two to one. Uh, There's no doubt about that. Of course, though, in the civil service, uh, the the vast majority of the top management positions are held by Turks and Caicos Islanders. And if you look in your newspapers and watch the various promotions every day, that's testament to that very fact. It may not be quite the same in the private sector. However, the number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. 7 You may text me, 244-7332. A friend uh, Text me to say, on the independence matter, why not establish an independence commission to research, examine, and investigate the probability of moving forward as an independent nation? Well, that is indeed up to the leaders to do just that. We have another caller. Caller, go right ahead. Good afternoon, Mr. Lord. Good afternoon, Fergie. I know that voice. Day or yes, night, sir. dark or yes, light. Sir. Yes, sir. So well, I
4: think the young generation needs to be, um, you know, educated by what we are talking about. I think um, by what is on the agenda today, the young generation who,
5: who can be the
4: next step in our, our country political arena, they need to be educated about what we're talking about, so they can have a basic understanding of what we are getting into. I mean, people that are my age and older than I am understand what we are talking about. But the young generation who are our future leaders, they need to, you know, you need to have, um, you know, a, a discussion or a public meeting or whatever the case may be, to educate, educate them about what's going on. And number
5: two,
4: um, I think this Monday night program is awesome. So, Continue with that, Mr. Hall, And I definitely want to say that this just out of the, out of the box. I want definitely to say we are totally outnumbered. I've been, been in trouble. I left from Provo yesterday afternoon. Yesterday morning I got out from Provo. I a Dominican music playing to the ladders on a Sunday morning. I mean, it was so ridiculous. And then the cars riding up and down road, the road, the Dominican Music going, um, playing to the hardest, Mr. Hall, on a Sunday. You said that and talk to you talked to eyes, so that clearly tells you the foreigners taking you know over. Good uh,
0: evening, Mr. Hall. Thank you. Good evening to you. But, Fergie, maybe you or some of the other younger folks would call back. How can we attract the young people to get engaged in national issues? Of course, if Destro or Astro, whoever come, or some other person uh, winding up their backside like a peggy, or dropping their damn pants way below their drawers. And then some of them girls with a little piece of string between their poop. Unless you do that, it seems like, I mean, if you do that, you'd have a whole on crowd. But when it comes to matters that are important for the development of a country, for the advancement of themselves, seem not to be able to reach them. And I sweep around my own door first. I always tell my girls, get you in the backside out and see what's going on in this country. Get out. Some of our youngsters are much too laid back. And that is why others will eat your corn. Sit back and grumble then. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty-two twenty-two zero zero seven. 2222 7 you may text me 244 That's what this program is all about. I am not saying I'm the most knowledgeable person, but I've studied politics. I've lived in an independent country for 10 years. I got there just four years after their political independence, and I watched their move, and I was in the Bahamas during that period when they were leading up to independence. I watched their preparation. Uh, just today I was watching Uh, An elderly gentleman talk about the protocols pertaining to the flag, something I'm always talking about here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Again, things that we take so lightly. The point is, shows like this provide you the opportunity to ask questions, and that's how you get information. Welcome, caller. Go right ahead.
2: Yeah, Mr. Hall, I listen to Foggy. That's my boy now. Another man. And, and and the other white gentleman who always call him for a man, you can just forget his name. But listen, the problem you say, you think it's the youth buggy? It's the political leaders. All the political leaders in this country don't ever speak out on national issue. they be listening to the radio, right? Okay, they're only ready to go and house the assembly, all of them, and say yay and nay. When it comes time to face the nation, you don't want to say nothing. You say you believe because you're a PNT. The whole PNT go vote for you, or it's a PDM. The am PDM to vote for you. How you want to move this country forward when all of you got majority all week back? Stay have to speak out. All right? It's about time we get leaders in this country. We'll get representatives in Caicos Islanders come hell or high water. Not only when time good, you know. All right? Because it's the, it's the leaders we got to educate us. It's the leaders that are move us forward. Why did think I bring up Mike Mizek? Okay? He wasn't scared. All right? Another man And skip, also skippants. on with testicles. All right? Listen, the leaders gotta change this, eh? It ain't no youth, because the leader, the, 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 if you could stand up and protest all day, if the leaders don't bring the issues forward, ain't nothing of them. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, this evening we're having a discussion on political independence. I read a very interesting article written by Titus DeBoer. I want to have your reactions on the subject. I mentioned the fact that the leader of the opposition in welcoming the governor, the new governor, first female governor, first governor of color, called for political independence. Are you queuing up behind him in this move? If he were to make this an issue for the next election, will you support his call? I need to hear your views. And as you express your views, I'd be grateful for your comments on the change of timing for the Monday shows from Monday morning to 6.30 in the evening. Of course, we did this to accommodate many of you who work all day. And hopefully you're not too tired at this stage to listen in and participate in the comfort of your home. Because at times at the office, you can't have your radio on and so on the like. We have a caller, but we've lost that one. Time slips away. We just have 15 minutes to go. So I'm going to ask the callers, please make use of the time. Good evening. I want
2: to give you, give the public your opinion on what I just said. Don't, 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 don't you, you say you want a discussion. Yes. I said, I think the leadership need to take the role in trying to educate Turks and Caicos on the route to independence and stop just sitting back and being you say, and I say, guys, what do you think about that? Why? That's why I bring up Michael. Don't, don't get mad because I bring up Michael. Someone got to be more. Moses did make it to the promised land, you know.
0: What are you insinuating, Skipper?
2: I am insinuating that you didn't answer what I, I mean. What do you, think? Well, what do you I, think? Do you think the political leaders should get involved in leading us towards the road to independence? Well, ask me what I... I'm, I'm, I'm not insinuating. I'm speaking clean and clear. Not insinuating. <laughs>
0: but,
2: I don't you know me? I don't need no gravy on my right. You understand? I I, I support the PNP, but I know there are good people in both political parties. All right? Okay. You heard me call the names. I'm not afraid of that because we got good Turks and Caicos islanders. But I'm saying Turks and Caicos Island leadership need to get a little stronger in this country and stop sitting back and only collecting salaries. Skipper. Stop. Yeah. Repeat that. Church and Caicos Island leadership need to stand up more for this country and not just collecting salaries and only coming in to the public when it's time for Parliament.
0: Okay, I can agree with that. All right. All right well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. I can because I ain't got much minutes. I ain't, no problem. I ain't no problem. I no I no problem. Let, let, let me answer you now. Okay? If you listened keenly... I mentioned the various countries in the Caribbean and even the Ghana in Africa that moved to independence and the role that the leadership plays. It is the leader that motivates the nation, that challenges them, that shares. He has that vision and he shares it with his people. Okay? The same thing has to be for Turks and Caicos Islands. I agree with you, Michael Mizek had a vision, he was bold, but there is no doubt about it, he took his eyes off the ball. And hence, here we are. We have had leaders since that, some whom I expected more, and let me be frank, I honestly, expected Dr. Rufus Ewing to lead that charge. I know that he had a difficult task with regards to paying the bond that sort of settled him. And I'm not finding excuses because even with that, I think he could have done much, much more in motivating the people he might not have taken them to the promised land, but at least he could lead them closer, much closer to it. We have had the Honorable Charlene Cartwright Robinson, a brilliant woman, but it doesn't seem like that was part of her agenda. We now have the Honorable Charles Washington Mizick, in my view, a well-organized man but seem to be more concerned with the economic advancement and less so as far as political advancement is concerned. The leader of the opposition has made the charge. And I don't want to rain on his parade. But if I were to follow him, then I need to see more. From him and his organization, if they are, because to lead the church, to begin with, you have to win the government. All right? And so the question is, you often refer to Moses and whoever, where is this Moses? Is he in the midst of any of these parties right now? Or is he yet to come? I, from where I sit, definitely not the Moses, but I can tell you, and I don't want to be Jonah or any of them, but where I sit, I try my best to educate the public, to get the youth more involved. And of course, more information will be disseminated the more you call and interact. Yeah, but I bring
2: Caller. I bring, up, I bring up Moses because Moses didn't make it to the promised land. It was Joshua. I
0: understand that.
2: Okay. And Moses wasn't perfect. Moses, Moses struck the rock and goes towards the people. All right? Okay, so yeah. All
0: right. There was only one perfect person. One perfect Ja almighty one. The number call is one 7 two twenty two zero zero seven. We're almost out of time on this Monday afternoon. While I welcome all those who have chimed in, I still feel that there are many others who could have made a contribution. We have yet another caller. Caller, go right ahead. Apparently, we've lost that one. We'll uh, call back in due course. Now, we constantly hear the comments. We are not ready. We have a caller Then I have several texts coming in. You see, unfortunately, we wait till the last minutes. But go ahead, caller.
6: Good, good evening, uh, Teacher Hall, and, and to all your listeners. Uh, I heard you said you only have like 15 minutes uh, remaining. I thought the program was supposed to be a two-hour program from 6.30 to 8.30. It ain't mean 8.30, yeah? Uh, thank sorry.
0: you. Thank you much, oh, Jonathan. Am sorry, I...
6: sorry, program only going to be an hour and a half today?
0: No, we're going to go. Sorry. That is my miscalculation. All right?
6: Thanks. Oh, okay. okay. Great. Sorry. Okay. Um. Eight years ago, when I re- renewed my passport, I said whenever I renew my passport again, I hope we'd be in an, an, an independent country. But unfortunately, don't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. And rightly so, perhaps it, it happened under uh, our this, these current crop of politicians we have now. Uh, I heard part of uh, the leader of the opposition remark uh, to the to the governor and and I always uh, w- would support uh, us going independent, no doubt about that. But honestly, uh, the, uh, these current set of politicians we, we have now, they they, they got to do better. they got to prepare us uh, uh, better. Uh, and in fact, we have to pre- prepare ourselves for independence uh, in more than anything else. And finally, on the subject, of, on, the subject on how the modern uh, program versus the evening or Monday, with expression. I don't know, but I, I think I think I think from 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 a financial point of view standpoint of view, I, I think I would rather the the Monday Monday evening additional of expression. Thanks, teacher. Hall, bye. Thank you very
0: much, Jonathan, and thanks for that correction. I keep, I guess, because I was so accustomed from eight to ten, you know, even hour, and I was saying just uh, that few minutes. All right, so, well we have some more time, much more time uh, to go. And this person says, good evening, Mr. Hall. If you look at the birth rate of native to other nationals, we have a young population who are more interested in siding with their mother's native land. Now, I am not sure about that. Because, okay, if you look at our population that is estimated around 47, anywhere between 47 and 52,000, all right? The Turks and Caicos Islands, islander population is about 15,000. The next, if not even or surpass, is the Haitians. I am not in a position to say that the Haitians identify more with their motherland. In fact, I believe if a poll was done, you would find maybe 98% of those children who are born in these islands of Haitian parentage have no intentions of returning to Haiti. I don't believe that. If anything, they would look further afield. Now, you may say culturally, and I don't see that either, uh, because... They dress like T.I.s, they eat, they dance, they whatever. So there's very little of that Haitian uh, culture that really remains with them. Naturally, they will speak some Creole because maybe that's what their parents speak to them at home. Just like the Jamaicans who would speak their patois to their children, just like the Dominicans, some of them been here 20 years, but still speak to one another in Spanish. And what I have said about the Haitians maybe to a less extent, because there are many Dominicans who would have come here, do well and hope to return to the DR, set up businesses there. But indeed, also, I would say maybe a larger number who, if they do not remain here, want to remain here and have a sort of dual situations they would want to move to America. And that is the way I feel it is with be it the Guyanese, the Trinidadian, the whoever comes here. If they could get TI status, they would seek for that, but that is becoming more and more challenging. And remember now on Wednesday, I hope to go more into detail with some of the changes on the immigration ordinance, but let me Go back to some of these texts while waiting for your calls. Remember, the number is 1900 2222 007. And this person texts me to say, Skipper is correct. Leaders are the problem, they use it only for their convenience. The reason you can't hear from MPs is because the party does not have a position, so they don't want to speak out of turn. And I guess you mean um, as far as political independence. Uh, Thank you very much uh, for that comment. I recognize that face too. Haven't seen you for a long time, my brother. How are you and family? Let's hope you are well, and uh, may God bless you. And uh, this other person texts me to say, Good evening, Honorable Hall. As a former student of the Turks and Caicos Islands Community College, our politics were on Jamaica much more than ours. This need to change so that the future politicians can be versed in our political affairs. Uh, Thank you very much. And indeed, that makes a great deal of sense. When I am invited to the community college, uh, I've often spoke about the socio-political development of the Turks and Caicos Islands. And my good friend Ben, uh, Ben Johnson writes, yes, both the leaders need to lead, but they don't. Then the people will follow instead of wondering what the leaders are thinking. All right. I do agree with all of you. They should say what their positions are on the various matters. The number to call is one 2222 7 Now, I promise you, if I get five more calls, I will give you what my position is on that subject. All right the number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven or you may text me two four four seventy three thirty two Let's hear your views. This is a very important subject, independence for the Turks and Caicos Islands. The smallest nation in the Caribbean region is that twin island of Sinkits and Nevis. And I often mention it because ever so often we would hear people talk about population when it comes to TI and independence. They will say we are too small. Well, some kids' population now stands at about 52,000. When they gain independence, in 1983, they were only then about 36,000. And there are smaller island states in the Indian Ocean like Vanuatu, Tuvalu, a couple others, much smaller uh, than us. And of course, Titus De did mention some in his article. Others of you do question what currency we will use. Just like how we negotiated with the Americans to use the U.S. dollar, we can continue to do so. There are other countries that use the United States dollar. Some use it on par with theirs, others as their currency. So that's not a major issue. What else then? I am of the view that we have come a long way in educating our people, though I dare say civic and political education has been lacking, But in terms of exposure to tertiary education, while I do not have any figures before me, I am of the view we must be ranked among the highest number of graduates per capita here in the British West Indies. I am of that view when compared with many other countries, so we have come a long way. I don't want to be repetitive, going all the way back to the 80s, when we had just one barrister at law, and you know the numbers we have now, but the same thing could be said for almost every sector. Now, there are those areas that we have been weak in, and uh, one of the things that we need to do much more about is to be able to attract Turks and Caicos Islanders to our police force, Turks and Caicos Islanders to our growing defense force, whatever name you want to call it. Yes, you will have individuals who may not have been born here and that is nothing new because other countries that are independent do have individuals from other countries in their police force. And not long ago, Barbados, Jamaica, a couple others, had senior police officers recruited from the United Kingdom, but they did not last too long because I suppose the cultural and other differences uh, with policing methods they didn't fit in too well, but I would long to see the day when we have a Turks and Caicos Islander as a commission, our commissioner of police. That is an area that we need to do, and independent countries need to have well-defined borders. That's not a major issue except for the little conflict that may have been with uh, way up on the Mushore banks with the Dominican Republic. But we should be in a position to help defend our borders. Now, no country is truly independent. It is more interdependence. Ukraine, which has been independent for some time, you know and you can see as you follow the news, they would have been totally crushed to smithens worse than they are hadn't it been for the assistance of NATO uh, and in particular United States, UK. And uh, most of the other countries, the Bahamas that is independent, several years ago, one of their marine vessels was attacked by Cuban MIGs, but if there was a major escalation, they would basically depend on the United States. And the same thing would be for the Turks and Caicos Islands. We do have an operation called Operation Abbat, Operation Bahamas, America Turks and Caicos, primarily uh, concerned with drug interdiction, human trafficking. But in an independent Turks and Caicos, certainly that could be negotiated and expanded. Even now, if we were to suffer a major attack, with British, the British being, should I say, so far away, we would have to depend to a great extent on the United States. Again, if you look in history, I would argue that in the Falklands War, which many of you in the 20, 25-year-old might not have even heard about, but go back and read about it. The Argentinians would have won the battle against the British hadn't it been for Americans' uh, assistance and closer home after the Cubans' infiltrated Grenada under Morris Bishop and he was assassinated. The Cubans built a huge base there and what have you. And uh, then Prime Minister of Dominica, Eugenia Charles, marshaled assistance from around the Caribbean, including Jamaica, and they sent forces there. But again, without the Americans' assistance, that whole revolution, should I put it that way, would not have been uh, quelled, all right? And so, an independent Turks and Caicos would then have to negotiate with its neighbors and establish the kind of relationship that it ought to have. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven, 7 or you may text me, 244-7332. But the less you talk, call, the more I would have to talk. I certainly would rather your calls. But indeed, if we are to proceed to independence, then there is quite a bit of work that we need to do because it is not about waking up one morning, hoisting a flag, singing a new national anthem. If independence is to be meaningful, then the populace needs to be thoroughly informed as to the pros and cons. Yes, yes independence will help to develop more national pride because you're really not a nation proper until you have become independent. No doubt about it, but there are so many steps that need to be taken before you get to that stage. Britain ought to be preparing the Turks and Caicos Islands. People broadly say self-determination, self-determination, whether you want to continue with Britain or some other entity or whether you want to go independent. But I am going to say Britain should be preparing us for political independence. There isn't much alternatives. The days are gone when we out of desperation we're talking about becoming part of a province of Canada. That's no longer on the drawing board. There may be one or two who fantasize for whatever reasons there may be about that link, but that's gone with the wind. But we must not just look to the United Kingdom. I believe that we can invite individuals from the United Nations, individuals from countries that have taken that path to independence, to come to the Turks and Caicos, engage our people in public lectures and discussion. Some of us here in the Turks and Caicos Islands who understand that process, it's not too late the Glen Evans Clarks, the Oliver Mills, the Lillian Mizics, and that's just to name a few, the Hope James, and many others. Now, whether they embrace political independence or not, that's another subject, but I am sure they are very familiar with the path that others have taken and hence they can advise Turks and Caicos as to the path that we should be taking. It means that we need to develop a cadre of individuals who will be our ambassadors and commissioners. On previous shows, I have explained the difference between the two. As in the Commonwealth of Nations, we use the term high commissioners. So Jamaica, which is a Commonwealth country, if they have someone who represents them in London, they would say they are high commissioner to London. But if they have someone to represent them in a non-commonwealth country like the United States, they would say, my ambassador. If the Bahamas sends a representative to the United Nations, then that person is their ambassador to the United Nations. If they send someone to represent them in... A, Jamaica or Barbados, then that's their high commissioner. Those are the terminologies used, but the functions are basically the same. I will not deceive you into thinking that independence is not costly. And I'm not talking about the preparations leading up to. I am talking about the acquisition of embassies wherever. We do not need to have them all around the world, but in strategic places, we would need to have most likely to London, certainly with uh, a high commissioner there. We certainly would need a high commissioner to Canada as Canada, I think, is about second as far as where our tourism uh, comes from. And you certainly would need an ambassador to Washington, United States, since we are the vast majority of our tourists come from. You would need uh, some representative to CARICOM and perhaps based wherever, whether it's in Kingston, Jamaica, or Bridgetown, Barbados, and could be uh, maybe a roving ambassador for the Caribbean. But once you have that, then you have to acquire properties to house your embassies or commissions. You have to hire staff to protect and to service your embassies. That is indeed additional expense. But like I said, you would perhaps in the first instance need to identify a cadre of such individuals. And I am a firm believer that both within and in the diaspora, we can find a number of suitable, competent, qualified individuals to serve in such categories. I am still inviting your calls while I am explaining a few things that are necessary on the road to independence. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven, and you may text me at 244-7332. I know Sharon would certainly be uh, giving her views on this subject. And no doubt the Honorable Lillian Mizik would have done the same. But I know that both of them, I'm sure, are deeply engaged at this moment in the discussions, uh, the consultation that is taking place about the Victoria Public Library here in Grand Turk. And that uh, consultation is now taking place at the Victoria Public Library. But there are large numbers of you around the Turks and Caicos Islands who should be concerned about where we are, where we are heading or not heading. Hence, this show in the evening is intended to give you that opportunity to voice your concerns, as many of you at work do not have the opportunity to listen, let alone to call in. So again, the number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. 7 Many talk about diversifying the economy. That is desirable, but indeed it is very challenging here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. And I believe that what we can do is certainly maximise the opportunities that tourism presents. So have a number of other industries that flow from tourism. I am of the view that some of the initiatives that the government is taking in the area of agriculture is indeed right to stimulate agricultural growth. But let me challenge them that they need to take this much further and in a more organized manner because simply providing 30, 20, or whatever thousand dollars in grants will not do it. As we contemplate moving to political independence, bearing in mind our own vulnerability to external shocks, and one could have seen what happened in 9-11, and one could have seen how prices skyrocketed after the uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. We need to do much more to produce more locally. I congratulate the likes of CRAB, uh, the likes of um, the folks up at the prison, Terrain, and others who have been producing eggs. I understand that Mr. Penn is doing something in providenciales uh, to produce eggs and chicken. We can. The Bahamas, at one stage, have been a little out of contact recently, but they were producing a great portion of their demands for chicken. We can do the same here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Now let's not put the cart before the horse because some are, and of course that's debatable, some say indeed it is, but leave that for another space and time. Yes, some would argue, put a tariff on eggs. No, it would be premature to do that now. We need to see much more production and we need to see the supplies readily available Mind you, the prices seem to be reasonable. And so more and more encouragement in that regard. And I advise the local population to patronize things grown in Turks and Caicos. It's even healthier. I have seen quite a bit of stuff grown in the Caicos Islands. And here in Grand Turk, if you, particularly if you employ modern technology, much more can be done. I have grown lots of corn, sugarcane, buckets of sweet potatoes, and other things right here in Granter. It can be done. And indeed, the other islands, that can also be done. But what is very, very important is that a proper marketing system and proper management system that there can be accountability must be established by government. Now, again, I encourage our people to organize themselves. There is nothing to prohibit a farmer's cooperative. What one cannot do, two, three, or four, can do it. You wonder why many of the Haitians succeed and you're not succeeding. They are not all succeeding because of illegal activities as some of you would say. Many of them are succeeding because they band together. Turks and Caicos, we need to change that me, myself and I mentality. We've got to come together, like Jakes McCartney said, if only for our survival, the number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. I would rather to hear your voices as opposed to me talking straight through to the end of the program. There are those of you celebrating birthdays today. I, like uh, Miss Edith Skippings and others, happy birthday to you. I will not sing you the happy birthday song, but anyway, I wish you all all the best. I haven't seen him for quite some time, but I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. John Mm -hmm. Porky Robinson How are you My good friend May God Bless you My dear friend And uh, I would like to say Hello To the Penn Brothers Good evening to you. Now, let's return to the subject of political independence for the Turks and Caicos Islands. I started off by reading the article by Titus Depo, and also against the backdrop of the leader of the opposition calling for little political independence when welcoming the new governor. I have seen a softening of the British attitude uh, towards us. I'm not taking anything for granted, but I sense that. Now how far that softening of attitude will go, will it extend to an advanced constitution, reflective of the time in which we are living, that will lead to political independence, that only time will tell. I am a firm believer in political independence for the Turks and Caicos Islands. If we are to sit back and say we are not ready, I am afraid we'll be saying that same thing 10, 20 years down the line. So what we need to do while seeking constitutional advancement suggest a time frame with certain achievables where we hope to be in the next 2 years the next 3 years the next 5 or so culminating in political independence for the Turks and Caicos Islands I am deeply in favor of political independence for the Turks and Caicos Islands. As I have said many, many times before, and like Titus said here, why should we allow some faceless person behind a desk in the United Kingdom basically dictating to us which and what? You know, I was very proud watching a rally in Jamaica and when one of the speakers said referring to this almost worldwide thing about LGBT or whatever Q and all the rest of it and she said Jamaica will not bow I love that spirit. Jamaica will not bow. If you believe that something is wrong, then stand for it. Yes, those out there have their rights, but the European Court recently decided that as far as this whole marriage between same sex, that cannot be equated as no human rights. Now we in the Turks and Caicos, we could say as much as we like, but because we are not independent, If Britain decides that that is what is going to be done, then they will do so through an order in council, and we could say as much as we wish. Like the Jamaicans, we're not going to bend, but Britain will break us instead in that regard. Caller, Caller. please go right ahead.
3: Listen, Mr. Hall.
0: Go right ahead. ahead. Yes,
4: sir. That's one thing. Don't make me mad. Same-sex marriage and the toxin cake KK's island. We can't have that no way around here. And I can tell you the truth. Britain, United States, or whoever the case may be, they that now will bring that around here. Because I know one place, one place, that same sex marriage in those cities, So, life in the game, eight comrades of on Moxley Road, North dinner. So if they got something else, they better take it somebody else because that is ridiculous.
0: God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Thank you, Mr. Hall. Thank you very much. And I mentioned that not to incite or not to sway you one way or the other. It is just a fact of life. And uh, here again, Like I mentioned, I give my unwavering support for political independence. I do not know how long the good Lord has for me, but I have said many, many times, I hope to be alive. On that night or morning, when we simultaneously fall down the Union Jack and hoist our flag as a proud independent Turks and Caicos Islands. For those of you who called in and the others who chose to sit back and listen, I want to thank you ever so much for your participation. I would invite you to join me on Wednesday when I hope to take up the immigration matter far as the various amendments are concerned. And just remember, from now onwards, on Mondays, we will not have shows in the mornings. We will have it 6.30 to 8.30 in the evenings. But our Wednesday and Friday show will continue... As usual, from 10 to 12, except on those occasions, certain public holidays and when the House or its committees are in meetings. Have a good night and God bless you until...